It is I, Spoiler Gosa. I just flew down to make sure everyone knows that this episode regards the beginning of World of Warcraft Dragonflight. If you do not want to get spoiled on any of the brand new content, perhaps, I don't know, like wait a week to listen to this one, because we'll be all over the place. I mean, they'll be all over the place, talking about all the goodies of this first Dragonflight week. Okay, time to go, um, eat a fish and channel a ley line. Oh, bye. Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! Hey everybody, welcome to official Dragonflight Podcast. Do not relent! I'm Slide Whistle. I am Immunization. I'm Aaron, Fire Mage Extraordinaire and Horde Punching Bag. And you all look like you deserve some supplies. Isn't there a saying for this? Hmm. You know what? I've heard her say it so many times, but I don't actually know what she says. Usually I'm just like, fuck off, Dragon Lady. I'm doing something else. No, we need you to not. I need you out there getting these boxes collected. <laughs> I'm level 70, but I'm not done with the story yet. I'm still hanging out with Cadgar and Caligos's many, many mirror images. Okay, but like, uh, what boxes are we referring to? Apparently, some big dragon drops war supplies or dragon flight supplies when you are fighting in war mode. I've never seen her do it. She just shows up every 30 minutes to tell me she's doing it. And then, because I'm just like, I'll get my butt kicked. Because I'm not 70 yet, but I just dinged 70 today. Actually, you had a better chance of kicking butt pre-70. Because that thing happens where, like, you hit 70 and, like, all your gears and stuff stabilize. And you get your ass kicked by 61s. Ah, fuck. Well, also, you're going to want to go after those chests. Hey, everybody, we're going to be all over the place this podcast. Dragon fights out. Yeah, well, there was there was <laughs> already a uh, a spoiler at the beginning. I've recorded it. Uh, this is all about Dragonflight. If you are not like 70 up to date, we're, everything's going to be spoiled. Something's going to be talked about that you might not know, not, might not have known. Honestly, we're probably going to end up spoiling each other a little bit because, like, I feel like we're all at varying levels of, like, what we've completed. But, yeah, we're just going to be all over the place. No structure this episode. <laughs> I have yet to enter Thal- Valdraken, like, the final zone. So I'm sure you'll say something I don't know, but that's that's how it rolls. Yeah, Valdraken is beautiful. And I didn't get there until recently either because I've been just, I've been taking my sweet time. The questing has been so good. But back to the war mode things. Um, So... There is a war mode quartermaster, and if you open these chests, these PvP chests that are designed to make you fight over them, which never really happens, by the way. Are they like the ones that started in BFA where they would fall from the sky? Yes, they fall from the sky. Um, a helicopter. I think it was a helicopter. I've, I've never actually seen the dropping vessel this time. It drops it. And so inside of this chest, um, if you get to it before the other faction does, are like blood coins, I think they're called. They're called something like that. And you can spend these coins at the war mode, war mode quartermaster. And they have PvP gear that's 343. 
like it's pretty good gear for like early on and it scales to 403 when you are in pvp settings like like when you're in the arenas and stuff um and it's cheap i bought like a like, like a wristband for 200 and it's like i leveled to 343 so that's interesting so did both of you guys level entirely in war mode or did you just switch at some point um i have yet to go into war mode i was kind of worried that like the pace that i wanted to level at which i i've been, i've leveled really slowly i just like took everything in and i just didn't want to have to like scrap at all to hinder any of that i have been in war mode this entire time i have won zero fights in war mode except for the very beginning the very big like the waking shores of feral druids tried to start some shit and me and another guy shut him down. I'm like, things are going to go great. And then every day I get to a point where there's four horde guys who kick my ass. So I have to sit there in the ghost realm for 20 minutes and like eat lunch and then hope they go away. I'm sure, I'm sure once everyone catches up and everyone's at the end, I'll have actual Alliance support. But for right now, like I'm in war mode but it, that only accounts to every so often some horde group kicks my butt. Damn, yeah. So, like, I think the sharding is probably having a big effect on, like, who experiences what. Because, so I didn't start in war mode on my evoker. I, I turned it on at, like, 63. Once I was like, okay, well, I couldn't get in for, like, 45 minutes at the very beginning of the launch. It was kind of, like, messy. Yeah, I guess I guess we, yeah. that, that's, a, that's a brief point we could talk about. Uh, there was a boat to go to the Dragon Isles, and the whole thing is I think it's supposed to take like five minutes to load back. It was taking an hour, and when they said an hour, you had to wait one hour for your chance to get on the boat. Yeah, they they like had like a, the boat timer, and at one point it just said like, I forget like what its actual phrase on it said, but it said like time unknown of arrival. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then like uh, at some point they put down just like a portal that said like, this will take you to the waiting <laughs> source because the boat isn't going to come. And then it stopped working. So they took the portal away. And then we're just like, I don't know, just hang out with the boat guy. That's how yeah. Cubby Bob and I made it in was we had to wait one Earth world hour to get on the boat. So I was there at the very beginning, like I was ready to go. Uh, I was watching like the boat lady, her eyes like, open like a fucking animatronic, and was like, "Boat will be arriving in four minutes, fifty-seven seconds." And I'm like, "Oh my god, ugh, get away from me, you freak!" Um, and so we're waiting, we're doing boat countdowns. Uh, Barala's boats are coming every minute in between, and we're all like, "Get on the boat! Get on! That's the boat! Everyone, get on it!" And people would get on the boat. And the Boralus boat, which was, I think it was rigged to just teleport you somewhere. So it would just take people <laughs> on the wrong trip, and they would be stuck in Boralus. And at launch, things were kind of unstable, so I assume the people who got teleported to Boralus were probably stuck there. And, like, people were unable to hearth back to, like, Stormwind or wherever. Like, the loading screens were just not working. Uh, so that, that was a mean trick that some people were playing. And, and also, if you stepped on the Boralus boat at the point that I was logging in, this was like three or four hours after launch, they would warp you back and be like, that is your not your destiny on the Dragon Isles. But it would restart the hour-long timer. At some point, Cubbyweb and I waited 15 minutes, hopped on the Boralus boat, it warped us back, and it was like an hour. Wait another hour. <laughs> But, and, and they're the same boats, too. They're the same exact boats. Just one comes from the right side and the other comes from the left side. So finally, at, at the zero-minute mark, a boat like does not roll up. There's nothing there. We waited an extra 10 minutes at the beginning of the launch. And then finally, literally this boat appeared. Like, it phased in. 
out of nowhere. It didn't sail in. It phased in. Popped in. And we, everyone, ran onto this boat. And the second it phased in, it started to move. So the boat itself was broken from the get-go. Like, it popped in and then it, it sped off to the right. And it went to the Dragon Isles. And I was on that boat. I made it to the Dragon Isles. The loading screen took forever. Um, people who took the portal, a portal appeared right after the boat left for the first time. Because they were like, fuck this boat thing. It's not working. <laughs> and so then people were porting in and beating the boat people who were on the boat. Like, haha, suckers. And then I hearthed back to pick up my guild banner for experience. And I could not get back to Valdragon. I mean, the whole area was closed off for like an hour. Man, but I feel like by the time the next day rolled around, things were like 100% stable. Honestly, by like several hours after launch, things were like more stable. I still think overall it was like probably not even the worst launch that we experienced. No, and uh, it's so terrible to say it, but like, yeah, within three hours after launch time, they kind of got their business together, and that's fairly good for modern Blizzard. We're lucky, because some servers weren't lucky. Yeah, I was told that, like, Illidan was, is still shitting the bed, potentially. I think I heard it was down for, like, three days to some players. Like, <laughs> down for a long time. Like, that's rough. Like, was, were the, was China, like, bombarding it, getting back for Blizzard for taking it away from them? Like, is that well, what's yeah, going I, on there? Well, I don't know the official thing, but they have shut down service to China, but there is a different service they're using. So all of this was a big hullabaloo. Bnet will still be available in China. You'll just have to use Firefox instead of Internet Explorer. But um, I, when I started leveling my hunter after I got my priest to max level, so like earlier today or something like that, um, I got my hunter and the boat was there, it acted as normal. And if you weren't able to actually do it, like I wasn't able to actually do the boat on my priest, I had to use a portal. Um, I, I'd say it's worth like seeing. It's kind of cool, like being on the boat. You could like go up into the, what is that part of the boat called? Like the, the part way up uh, on top. The crow's nest. Yeah, the crow's nest. Like, you could go up there and then, like, observe the boat approaching the waking shores. And it's actually kind of cool. Yeah, the questing has been so good. So, like, I, I took my sweet time. I think I was level... I was level 68 when I finished the Onaran Plains. Like, I had two more zones to go, and I was 68 and a half. Like, I was... I, was, I feel like it just goes so, like, fast. Yeah. Um, and also, I feel like the quests... Like, maybe it's because I'm, like spending the most time like reading enjoying them observing the the zones but i feel like they put like a little more stank on making these quests funny there's a lot of stank i feel like it's some good stank and like i'm like oh like even some of these cinematics i'm like this is like kind of a cool ass moment oh my god in the azure span oof so i'm glad you mentioned cinematics at the end of Shadowlands, we were talking about, like, they're getting really good at, you know, kind of matching the voices to the generic lip flaps and movement. It's, like, not one-to-one, -one, but, like, 0.9-to-1 at this point. Yeah, for sure. The in-game graphics cinematics are very good. They're actually getting almost, like, lip flap, lip movements to the voices. I'm like, holy, sh this is amazing compared to... Even BFA, we were having to deal with cutscenes where you were just using in-game things. 
yeah, like, like gestures like, and like, yeah, like talking Jane, animations. Jaina was like, "It's so great to have you back, Derek," and she was doing like slash laugh. Now they're actually doing like real lip flaps, real movements. I'm like, "Holy shit! Like that's a big advancement, gang." Yeah, I distinctly remember seeing the one in-game cinematic where I believe it was the first time that we saw an interaction between Alexstrasza and Rathion, and I'm like, shit, this is like, as you said, like, um, like almost one-to-one. Like, the it the lip-syncing is, like, amazing. They've gotten so good at these. It's it's I, I'm it's kind of unthinkable that this how old is this game now? 18 years old? Like, 19 years yeah, old? Like, yeah, it just did its fuck? 18th, like, two weeks ago. Like, it looks so good. And, like, I know some people are out there skipping cinematics. You gotta watch these cinematics, man. Yes, they please, please, good. please. So I'm, a, I'm a big narrative guy, period. But I know a lot of people are like, I skipped everything to get to 70. Okay, that's fair. I, you can't go back in time. But if you have an alt, please go back and actually watch and listen to everything and read the quest. They put so much into this one. And... I think it's maybe just because it's like a cheerier atmosphere or dragons or something. It just feels like such a huge improvement from even like the beginning of Shadowlands. Which, yeah, it's weird. Which I'll it's go weird. on record as saying I did like Shadowlands, but this just feels so much more. Yeah, so it's funny because I feel like we don't. It's it's funny that we three can have like the nostalgia for this for something that we weren't really involved in in the beginning. But this question feels old school. It feels like really old. Bring my husband some flowers, and I'm like, okay, let me do this 18 million times across every continent because it's like the old days. Everyone's fucking somebody. Yeah, no, for real. The questing feels old school. It's legitimately like a lot of like romance type quests are just like, hey, help me with this small task and. It simultaneously is, like, a return to being, like, back to basics, like, I don't, I don't know, like, the world isn't ending at this very moment type question, yeah. I mean, because, like, like it, it's, you know, I'm, like, sarcastically doing air quotes, a return to Azeroth, that are, you know, because, like, you know, this is what the people <laughs> fucking always say that they want, and, like, yeah, okay, we've been in Azeroth almost the entire time, that like, WoW's career, but regardless, like, I, this is a return to Azeroth in the sense that, like, it feels old school like nostalgic but also new at the same time and i feel like they really hit a really good sweet spot there yeah and and you you both mentioned there's almost like depths to the narrative like in the shadowlands everything we were doing was incredibly dire people are starving we're fighting death gods here like there's layers to it like i had to go fight the primal i had to fight razagath with the mages mirror images and what did i do after that I went and I fought some guy who licked a salt rock so hard that he went insane. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I appreciate that. Sometimes you need a silly little salt man. And then I kicked his butt, went back to turn it in. He was laying on the ground. <laughs> he was like, it was so salty. And I was like, <laughs> I appreciate that. And I don't know if like, it's just because I'm doing more side quests now, but like similar to that, it's like, champion, the primalists are invading the dream grove or whatever the fuck the, um... Great, like the green area in Onara was called, but uh, and then I'm like, oh, sorry, I have like some gardening to do. I need to relocate <laughs> these bees real fast. Yeah, so I, I was I was hanging out with Rathian, and he's like, we have to go do this thing at the for the important whatever. And there's a quest in Valdraken that's like spa day. Hey, the local spas, no no one can get in. The line's so long. Figure out why the spa line is so long. And he gets to the front of the spa line, and this panda's like, I am so sorry, the spa is closed today. And there's like quest to reopen the spa. And I'm like, what is this? Like, this is awesome. 
Two points. One. I did uh, my first soup. <laughs> like yes, I. Did I, don't, I don't. Too. I don't know what to what to call it. Like soup event. You, that you, was you did it with wild. Nuss too, by the way. What did I? You did it with Nuss. You and Nuss both got the oh, achievement for finishing Nuss. it, and then Nuss okay. said, "Gratz growl," and then you didn't respond to it. And then he even said after that, "Growl, what are you gonna? Are you gonna use your new item you got from the soup event?" <laughs> In the guild chat. <laughs> Again, no response. I guess to answer Nuss, yes, it's a very good uh, trinket. And sorry, Nuss, <laughs> I hate to say it. I don't pay attention to you when we are not in the raiding atmosphere. <laughs> okay, but the soup event, how good was your soup? Was it poor? Was It It was epic? legendary quality. Wow, fuck you. We're, so people were actually helping you. Because when yes. I was doing this, it was just me. And I'm begging, like, people, please, this man needs soup help. I need soup help. We made a poor soup because it was just me. The Our soup quality was so good that the little walrus man said, you have to do five activities. I'm like, it's tough. Because it'd be like, kick 12 fish back into the soup. As soon as I think about it, 13 people were kicking fish back into the soup. I was oh. like, oh my goodness. But also, you mentioned that a panda was included, and I just got to say this. This is going to be a smorgasbord of thoughts and events and everything. They talked about the fact that, like, everyone, all the explorers are coming to the Dragon Isles, and they meant it. You go into a camp, there's maybe, like, one elf, one human. There will be, like, two gnomes, three dwarves, to Pandaren, like there is actual yeah, you're right. Azerithian diversity now, and it's wild. You'll do a quest, and it's like I'm an undead, a troll, a gnome, and a mechanome. Can you help us? And I was like, holy shit! Like usually, every other race other than the pretty ones, there's like one token guy that might be around, but it's like literally everyone's here now. And I will say, like, yes, there's been lots of diversity in like what we've been presented with, like all these Azerithians coming to the Dragon Isles, but I just want to say, who the fuck told these dragons that they can start taking visage forms as Volpera? They've gone too far. <laughs> That's also interesting. I wonder if that dragon had been looking at Voldoon for a while and it was like, yep, or if Major Domo Strelaza just had not chosen a visage. And then within the last year, she's like, okay, that one. Also, I should say, I'm sorry, I kept saying she she's one of them non-binies, as Joey Wheeler would say. I'm convinced that the dragons just take the form of the thing they want to see naked the most. They're taking a real a shaggy and Daphne approach from Scooby-Doo <laughs> the movie. Remember they swapped? <laughs> yes, I can look at my... Also, fuck you, that was Fred and Daphne. Oh, yeah, it was Fred. I can Mommy. look at myself naked. <laughs> That's Major Domo Strelaza looking at a little fox person. Did you know that Freddie Prince Jr. was also a writer for WWE SmackDown for a while? While was also he playing Freddie in that movie? Yeah, is that bizarre? That's a bizarre crossover to me. Anyway, yeah, I fucking love this world. Like, this is so like I um okay, so wait, so back to like the, to the diversity talk. I also really, really, really love that they made Sindragosa's visage form like a dark skinned elf. And I'm like, this is so good. Nobody can even be like, it's a rat kind because no one knows what the fuck she looked to begin with. Yeah, and so, it's such a, so, it's so many, cool. so many dragons just had never turned into a visage form because that wasn't really a thing that they did. 
that now you can go back and be like, oh, they were always this. Like the last thing I did before I logged on to do this was I did the mainline quest where you see Senegos and he lands and he's a troll guy. And I was like, I mean, that's fair. I never saw him turn into like a person. So and Legion, he's he a, troll. a troll. Was he truly? Yeah. yeah. He was the one that we did a lot of questing with um, in that one place leading up to, I think, the Emerald Nightmare, right? Yes. He was He was in Azuna. He was sitting in a big pool, but I don't remember him not turning into a dragon. So I guess, sorry if I was just now surprised by his troll form. Also, um, that whole thing was so cool. And I feel like this is one of the first distinct times that I feel like a reference was made that was a callback that we've been playing long enough now that like I popped for it. Like when that little tiny dragon came and is a little older now, it was like, that's the one that we have as a battle pet. I stood up and I was like, no fucking way. Is that my baby? Emmy Gosa. Yes. She can't be here. She's not old enough. And then oh bam. Oh my God. Emi Gosa, I just ah! realized that was her. That's yeah, we saved the, the, her. the one that we picked up when we dropped her in the pool. She was like the one yes. living one. And or I'm Senegos sorry. The, the one, yeah. The one that, we didn't heal with a magic crystal. It was like, this one's too weak. Put it in my pool. She's fucking, she's fighting. And so like, I'm like, oh my God, like, am I a blue dragon flight Stan? Like I always consider myself to be like a Slytherin black, black dragon flight, but like the blue dragon flight, I love all of them. And then I turned it out to immune and I was like, but they're librarians. And I was like, oh, I was a librarian. <laughs> I was like, legitimately, Slidewhistle, your lore points to you being a blue dragon. Well, were you a lo- I don't remember you putting away a lot of books. I remember you <laughs> using oh, Yik Yak and your muscles so to, to punch boys out of, punch creeps out of the library. What do you think Senegos does in his spare time? <laughs> <laughs> He's patrolling Yik Yak. But yeah, just some really great callbacks. And it just that whole area that whole azure span felt very legion to me which i mean it, it kind of had to right like because it's called the azure span we're requesting in azuna we have the same dragons hanging with us like it's kind of cool and in general i just want to say that i feel like this entire expansion obviously we're really high on this expansion because like it just came out and we'll see how it ages but i'm i have high hopes for it anyways um the azure span in general and I think maybe just all of it, all of Dragonflight so far, feels like a perfect mix of, like, a bunch of past expansions and, like, things that we liked about them. So you said that, like, the Azure Span reminded you of Legion and Legion questing. But part of the Azure Span, like, with the Tuscar area, it feels very Lich King, yeah. Yeah, because like, that's where they came Yeah, so that whole area feels very rat. And then, like, you go to the Onaran Plains. The Onaran Plains just feels like a Negr- version of the Grand. And I am so surprised. I thought for sure... The centaur storyline, I was going to be like, this fucking sucks. I don't care about... I, I'm a centaur stan! I love the centaurs. The story has been so good in that area. That's why I, I did almost all the side quests already. Because I just... That area is so awesome. I will say, though, it is pretty bad for war mode. So because it's, 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 it's completely like plains, it's so flat with no hills, uh, when war packages fall from the sky... Because it's built so low, the packages can't land on any high ground. So they phase out before they can hit the ground because they're falling for so long. So everyone's gathering. Wait, I'm like, hurry, wait. it's going to fall. So like, goes, you, you can't even collect these things because can't. Onaran planes are so flat? Yep. 
Yeah, so uh, this is something that we didn't even realize, but apparently the way that the war chests uh, work, their timer starts as soon as they stop dropping as opposed to when they hit the ground, which is a bad, like a really bad oversight. Like, this is 100% a bug and Blizzard should fix it. Yeah, or like it also may just be like, well, it hasn't hit the ground yet, so it has an internal timer to phase out if it hasn't hit the ground yet. It's probably also what it is, because it, it can spawn off the map, technically. Um, so it's just so low. So I've had everyone submit bug reports. Be like, please submit a bug report saying this so that they, we can see the message and they can fix it. Because there was eight of us like, okay, boys, we're going to get our blood coins. And it was like literally comically like directly above our heads. And then it went and it just disappeared. Everyone went, fuck this game. Well, like that sucks, but it actually is kind of funny as well. <laughs> it's hilarious. So I have to say, you mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned playing the game. I've noticed that you've you've actually stuck with by your uh, Drakthir. How has that been getting to level 70? Because I've noticed a lot of people have been saying that they felt a little squishy after the first few levels. Um, I felt really fine. Like, Drakthir of Revoker feels so good. And then when I hit 70... That's when things started to feel a little uh, wonky. So in, in war mode, I only got, I've only gotten into one fight on my invoker, and that's at 70. And it was over a war chest. And I should have known better, because the horde opposing me was none other than a shadow priest. And you never, ever you should never, challenge a shadow priest never. to a duel. You will lose to will a shadow priest in a duel. <laughs> the, yeah. the banana man himself said so. I wish I could be a shadow priest in a duel. And that's exactly what fucking happened. He melted my face. I was like, hmm, what buttons do what I press in a PvP situation if I was to get into a fight? And as I'm, like, figuring out my key bindings, he's jumping me and he's murdering me. So, like, I think they do feel a little squishy, but, like, they're, they're, they're ranged, right? So, like, by default, range is kind of already squishy unless you're a warlock. And my self-heals are nothing to write home about. Like, I can living flame myself, but the cast time can be so long if I don't get a proc. So, I think Evokers are overall just kind of squishy in general. But I really like how they play. Like, they're fun. And they're kind of complicated. They're way more complicated than I thought they would be. They also have, like, a shit ton of utility. All I know is it's every insane. time I try and fight one, they pull out a bunch of shit to the point that I just double warp away and go invisible. I'm like, I just don't feel like fighting you anymore, guy. You do some damage, you have enough heals that I'm just like, I'm done with it. I, As a mage, I cannot defeat you because I cannot heal. And then I don't know if they can even defeat you because catching you after two blinks and like an invisibility, it's kind of, they're, they're kind of low mobility, which sounds yeah, weird. Yeah, you, you, you have to use soar or, or flap, the one where you hover on the ground. That's really your only movement ability. They don't really have a stun. Like you can spec into some stuns, but it's not really ideal. So, advice: just run away from an evoker, and you're probably be fine before they can catch you. But I've also my feral druid is 68 and a half right now. Uh, I've been power leveling him through dungeons and the the, the alt track. So so uh, if you hit if you finish the campaign on your main and you start up an alt you immediately have access to world quests you have access to you can go wherever you want and if all your dragon riding shit carries over so yeah so my advice would be that before you level an alt i would at least finish the main storyline campaign on your main and then also it'd be beneficial to collect as many of the dragon riding tokens as you can and upgrade as much as you can there too because I'm leveling my hunter now after I got all my tokens and finished the campaign. 
I just start with like a maxed out dragon riding, and it just feels so good for questing. Yeah, you are you are off the ground immediately. Like you have there's all of the tokens. How many yes. are there in an area? I see people getting their achievement about like token hunter every fifteen minutes, and I was like, so there's surely there's not like dozens of these things in each zone. So yeah, so they they give you just enough tokens in each area to where you can perfectly max out your trees. Um, how many would you say there are? Like forty? Is that too many? 40 in each zone no total so like oh, aaron said five. like there's not 12 in each zone but i think there are about 12 in each zone there's 55 total total tokens i that's the number that's total because i saw that on my fraudred so that divided by four is how many there are i just know very very casual members of the guild i've seen them get like a symbol hunter valdraken and i was like okay well this must be easy because this person is never putting their a game into the games and they yeah so there's it. there's maps and stuff that like, i was following like so like when immune did it he just that's the first thing he did was he he flew through every zone with dragon riding and got all the tokens what i was doing was each zone i entered i would scoop up all of the tokens but i'm also was on i was on an invoker so i could soar when i'm not using dragon riding max out dragon riding you basically almost never run out of vigor you can fly for as long as you want like it's actually well worth getting that like before you do anything else legitimately i got max dragon riding before i even finished the waking shores i was just like yeah i want max dragon riding and i want all of those benefits and it made it feel so much better also i just had fun collecting the tokens it was kind of enjoyable dragon riding has been amazing like i have like i don't know i don't understand how they did it but everything about it just feels so good and and i'm so happy that it worked out because normally when they hype up like an expansion feature they end up either nerfing it or it sucks ass islands or mission tables this oh my god it's felt so great it's it's almost yeah. too convenient like i've i guess i've gotten into fights when we were both in a zone doing quest stuff but if you get even now where I have maybe like a third of the way to max dragon flight. If I don't want to mess with someone, I can easily go like a continent away. It just, it, it feels like when will you ever see people on the ground? I wonder. No, you're right. You're hundred percent correct. Um, I didn't even think about that. Cause like I, I hadn't gotten to any fights in PVP and I wonder how much of that is because we we're, we're all just flying above each other. We're not, we're not walking like and, we yeah, normally and, are. And the stuff recharges so fast to the point that like I do 30 seconds of ground stuff and I'm like, okay, on my dragon, I flap two flights away and I'm like a thousand miles away now. And it's like, okay, time to do my other stuff. Yeah, it is. It's kind of weird, and it's 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 even weirder on when I'm playing an evoker because I can soar right. And so early on, I'd run out of my three vigor that would take thirty seconds to refill. So I would just soar in between dragon riding, and that was a great compliment to it. But now my vigor, I have six vigor, and it refills in like five to fifteen seconds. I never press soar anymore because its cooldown is two point three minute. No, it's two minutes now with all my reductions. It's two minutes. There's no incentive to use soar at all. I, I I don't go faster. I actually I think it's slower because I don't regain my charges in midair. So just fucking take away the cooldown time or let me use it in combat because there's there's no benefit to using soar at all on the Dragon Isles. I was gonna say on the Dragon Isles because you can soar outside of the Dragon Isles. I think right. 
Yeah, but the cooldown reduction does not stay, so I'll only be able to soar every four minutes outside of the Dragon Isles, opposed to two minutes on the Dragon Isles. It's just, it should be zero minutes on the Dragon Isles, and that should be it. Because again, you can't even go faster than a dragon riding person, so what does it matter? And you can only use it outside of combat anyways, if that was what they were thinking. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, just overall, dragon riding has been one of my favorite things so far. It just feels so cool. And I've said this like in Discord, I think, I think on a few servers already. But I guess I'll just reiterate it here. that like I just think it's so bonkers that Blizzard has been able to take something as old and honestly, frankly, boring as flying in this game and make it into something completely new and exciting and fun. And then there's fucking, there's the, the, the dragon time trials and the dragon races, and those have been fun too. Like, I, I get excited when I see one. It wasn't like, oh, great, I have to do this riding quest. It's like, let's fucking go. Let's beat this course and get a gold medal on it. Also, the music that plays during those timed races, it just feels so epic. It just makes the race feel even more mm -hmm. cool. It is a bummer, though. There does seem to be accessibility issues. Like, if you have, like, low vision or, like, or, you know, like, any... Because, like, I'm fucking struggling on some of these gold courses. And I'm like, like, my eyes are okay for the most part. Like, I can see. And, like, I'm like, I, I'm hitting trees and shit. And I'm like, like, the, the winds we just so, like, out of, the, out of the corner of your eye, you can't really catch them in time. Or, like, some of the courses just have such sharp turns. I get, I get turned around. I'm like, where the fuck am I? Yeah, so I don't know how, like, people, like, struggling are going to get through this. But, like, I guess you don't really have to, but it still kind of sucks, you know? Well, Growl, I'm not going to lie. We've just been hanging out, chilling. It's been half the time already. I need you to cover while I go grab another beer. Beer! Greetings, everyone. I don't know about you, but I am quite excited for today's Growl on the Prowl, as it marks my first interview here on the Dragon Isles. Speaking of firsts, I'm speaking with Draco Meteor, my very first Drek-Thier on the show. Drek, what's it like to be part of history? My entire life has honestly been living up to this moment, I guess. A real honor. For me as well. So what's the first thing you're going to do here on the Isles? A dungeon or two? Work through the story? Well, those both sound fun. But actually, I'm going to get my fishing level up first. Drek, come on! You're really going to spend the first hours of your time in this brand new world we just found. Fishing? Look, Blizzard said we can go at our own pace. And this is my pace. I'm a fisher boy by heart. Well, I don't get it, but I can respect your hustle. You've shown me that perhaps a city girl and a country boy can get along after all. Well, I've stolen enough of your time, audience, so it looks like I'm sending you back to the boys. Ciao! And just like that, I'm back from the brink of death, ready to continue the show. So I guess another main new feature of Dragonflight 
is the complete revamp of Professions. And I just want to say it's been so overwhelming. It's exciting. And like Professions people are probably like eating this shit up. And I just don't even know where to start on some of my Professions, honestly. Well, I know where to start and I'm mad. Oh, what you mad about? (laughs) Well, I'm mostly mad because with Alchemy, which is my profession of choice, you can make like three or four potions out in the open using sticks and stones, just a little mortar and pestle made out of a rock. But a lot of these things you need a bench for. And I'm like, I mean, I get it to make it cool, to make it like the big important things you need to go to the professions corner in the big city to do. But it's also like, between you and me, I kind of liked when I used to be able to do everything on my own. I don't like when I get... 13 thithel and 14 fire rocks that I have to go back to Valdraken, which I don't even know where it is yet. So I have yet to find a bench and go back and do the thing. So wait, so what exactly requires you to be at a bench? Like you as an alchemist, because I haven't had this experience yet. I, I, I'm unsure of the specific thing, but like, it's even like potions or like to break down potions to turn them back into some components which you need to do for some quests you need a bench like i would say a solid 70 percent of the the potions i have right now you need to be at a bench to do wow you know i'm gonna i'm gonna be controversial and say i actually like this a lot because only because so blacksmithing has been dealing with this with anvils for forever they need to have an anvil you have to have an anvil with you you have to use an anvil or with cooking you have to have a cooking fire or you can have, like, Ragnarok's head, which I I usually pull out. But, like, alchemy, leatherworking, like, some of the other ones, you just get to just do them whenever. And it's, like, you don't need to, like, wear, like, a mat, like, a hat or something. Like, I don't know. I wonder if um there is going to be a thing or if there already is a thing. I'm a little ignorant to this. That, like, is, like, a portable alchemist bench or something. Yeah, I'm sure when I get to Valdraken, which, once again, I have not made it there as of yet. But... Maybe when I get there, I go to the Alchemist Guild, and they're like, here's a portable bench. I made it out of a dragon tooth. I don't think so. (laughs) As of yet, I have not encountered this thing. So, like, I can gather up my materials, but then I need to go, need to hearth back to the city to do anything with them. So, I think the trade-off here, I think that there are actually benches all all across the Dragon Isles. Um, So I was doing Bracken Tide Hollow, which is the Knoll Dungeon. I think it's Bracken Hide, Bracken Tide, whatever the Knoll Dungeon is. Um, Bracken Hide, very sad, but also very funny, but not intentionally funny. So at the very, when you kill the last boss, if you actually go up the ramp behind the boss, there's an alchemy table up there. Um, I was just walking around, and I was walking up there, and I'm like, what is this thing? And I clicked on it, and it was just like a workbench for alchemy. And alchemists who crack at this bench or interact with the bench, I'm not sure, I'm not an alchemist, they receive new recipes because they interact there's, with this There's actually, bench. there's a lot of them because there's also pots going around because the main boss is an alchemist. And if someone with alchemy level 25 or greater touches it, everyone can get potions out of it. I love shit like this. Like, so like it makes your profession feel like it matters in it, it makes everywhere. It makes me think of the, the court of stars where there was that spot where like there was different diversions based on what your profession was. And it's like, that's actually cool. That incentivizes people to have a bunch of different pro- professions because in the dungeons, you can actually help out. Yeah, they've definitely, like, beyond just, like, upgrading 
professions overall, they definitely seem to be like using things like that in dungeons to make them to make like professions worth taking for anyone, even beyond just crafters. I saw at some point slide pointed out to me that like there was like also like a timeless uh what what was it called? I think it was called a time loom. It was during like a Valdraken story. We were working with Chromian stuff, and there was just this loom that was exuding like the the Chromian, like the, the 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 bronze dragon fight sand magic. And tailors can interact with it and use it as a crafting bench. Yeah, so I interacted with it when I was doing that storyline. I don't think I got any recipes or anything, but yeah, I could craft at it. But like that's also weird because uh, tailoring seems to be one of the professions that I can pretty much craft whatever I want wherever I want. So I don't know what the benefit of crafting at one of those tables is. I think so. Uh, so I have never been a crafting profession really. Um, for this expansion, I picked up skinning and leatherworking, so I can make mail for my evoker and leather from my feral druid, and I'm really liking the system. And I, I, I can also make my shit anywhere, but I think the idea is I can access a leather workbench um, for work orders. So, like, I can see work orders come through there, which no one's doing yet because everyone's just started. But work orders is basically seems like an extension of the auction house where, uh, like, Aaron, like, so you're an alchemist, right? You could put in a work order, a guild work order that only mm -hmm. guildies could see or an alchemist hat. And an alchemist has something that we can make that increases your stats when making alchemy items. Yes, can... I, I do have one. I'm That's the thing is, I need to find one of these benches because you remember the nerd alchemist outfit? I am yeah. fully duded out with it. I have all the components. I just need to find a bench to start doing shit. What's the quality of your hat? Because I can well, it's probably, probably make you It's a probably not hat. good. Yeah, it's probably... a a bronze one star on all three elements there. I'm making Minecraft diamond quality things. So if you want a diamond quality hat, you know where to come. Come to good old buy <laughs> the leather worker. <laughs> BYE. I, but I, I, I'm really liking where it is like right now. Like the even skinning, something simple as skinning just feels so cool. Did you guys know that there are even specs for your shit? There's a, there's three skinning specs that you have to specialize in and you have to choose which one you want first. And then there's talent trees within them. Like they, they fully made professions like a viable portion of this game, it feels like. Which is funny because I feel like we completely ignored any of this information before because we, 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 we don't usually engage in the crafting professions like this. Like, <laughs> this is so dope. Yeah, definitely super excited for all of the like crafting mains out there. So like, cause like, so like, as a leather worker, I specialize in mail armor. I was working with Bear Force One. I was I was letting him know I'm doing mail, so you do whatever the hell you want. We got Billy, who's also gonna be our, our one of our guild crafters, and I'm not sure what spec he's doing. But there's like four whoa, or three whoa, specs. Whoa, whoa, Billy? Oh yeah, you missed a guild meeting. Wait, but like B I L L Y? B I L E H. Good. I was about to say, because I've been holding on to B-I-L-L-Y for so long, I have not you played have him. Billy? I have Billy. You, 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 you gotta get Billy to Billy. Billy's name is Billy. No, fuck. Billy can pay me a milli dollars to get the name <laughs> off of me. A milli a Billy. Yeah, that's a pretty good name, though. You should use it for confusion. But also, we did have a good meeting, Aaron, and oh my god, did you... No, you I miss, I oh. heard I dodged a bullet. 
for those in the know, I said I'd be driving doing work at that time. I just super wasn't. <laughs> it was just like I'm not someone important. I'm Wait, just gonna you dodge weren't doing anything? Thing. You were just you were just lied. I was sitting on the couch with wow. Cubby Bub, and you guys were texting about like this is a shit show, and I was like, well, that's a shit show. Wow, I'm calling you out next meeting. I'm gonna be like, Aaron didn't come because he just lied to us. He's I'm gonna make you come uh, to uh, the next one, and they'll be like, fine. He doesn't contribute anything, and I'll just shrug. Oh, it was bad though. It went on far too long, and it felt more painful than any work meeting I've ever been a part of. Wow. Well, you know, no, no, we don't. Aaron doesn't get to hear our bad stories because he lied to the world about where he was. Anyways, th there's definitely a lot more important stuff about Dragonflight that we need to talk about. Um, is there any other like things that we want to discuss about professions, or should we move on? Check your spec trees and okay, use your be very uh, frugal with your points. Don't try to specialize in everything at the beginning. Eventually, you can do that. A focus focus down on one thing you want to be good at because then like think about how many people are doing professions right like you will end up in a better spot if you just like pick one spec and you generalize into it or specialize into it yeah it makes sense i haven't even gotten to a high enough enchanting or tailoring level to even see the specs yet so i'm excited to see there i think i'm like 20 and i think they open up at 25 i don't think your enchanting will have specs but I think your, your tailoring definitely will. My herbalism didn't have specs, and neither did my mining. I know enchanting's a little more in-depth than those two, but just who knows, you know? Yeah. Um. So, I guess, what do we want to talk about next? Do we just want to, like, talk about the like the, some of the storyline, the story beats, like, from the beginning? Yeah. We, we got so much to go through. Let's, let, let's do that. So, when we first arrive in the Waking Shore, what is the, the red dragonkin that we are greeted by, effectively? What, what's Major her name again? Domo Stellaris or something. And excuse me, we're going to have to use Zerzer because that's oh, a non-binary. I was talking about, spoiler alert, the one that sacrifices oh. herself for no good reason. Sendrax. <laughs> Sendrax. Also, like, RIP. I feel like uh, so far this expansion has, like, introduced characters and just, like, as soon as I'm like, oh, they're cool, like... They just randomly yeah, die. They are not pulling punches for a bunch of people who have been gone for 10 million years. A lot of dragon and dragonkin are falling down in this expansion. But which, like, okay, so, like, on, the same, on like, one hand, it's, like, n completely not dire to compared to, like, us literally fighting the Jailer and death itself or, like, fighting up in the cosmos on Argus. But, like, friends and people that we are interacting with for the first time on Ezroth are dying to these threats, so they also feel dire, even though it's, like, on a smaller scale. I don't know, really, but, like, I, I, you know what I mean. Sorry, everybody, I don't mean to derail this, but we do have a red-hot alert right now. Stranger Things' Jim Hopper will be doing dungeon runs on Twitch December 2nd. <laughs> you oh, wait, heard this it! This will be out by now, won't it? It says tomorrow! Black Widow's own David Harbour, Red Star himself, will be running some dungeons probably at before you listen to this. 2 p.m. Pacific, which is 5 p.m. Friday. So if you are an early listener, you will actually be able to watch Jim Hopper later today <laughs> do his magic and dragon flight. <laughs> so weird. Bad Hellboy himself will be doing some dragon flight Probably half-heartedly, and then logging out forever. No, he's it's with he's with his best friends, Maximum, Annie Fuchsia, Nagura, and Lars Fest. He loves those people. His favorite streamers and content creators of the World of Warcraft community. 
That's so weird because do you guys also see that like Brian Pillman Jr. has this like like collaboration with Method Gaming to like stream Dragonflight as well? For those who don't know, Brian Pillman Jr. is a wrestler, son of famed wrestler Brian Pillman, who worked with Uncle Steve Austin and also killed himself with pills because it's the Brian Pillman way. Well, he is, I would say, he's the Pillman. You're born by the Pillman, you die by the pills, man. It's real sad. Anyways, back to, like, the storyline here. Yeah, I mean, it's just, there's just a lot going down, and we're sitting at a solid 48 minutes in the recording here. So I guess we'll we'll do as much as we can this time, but you show up and there's not really, like, you're just there for research. You're there just to be there. And then, yes, Sendrax, this red dragon, is like, there's some silly billy business happening in the distance, but I'll go with you. Surely nothing scary's going down. But then scary things start to go down, like the primalists attacking, stealing red dragon eggs, and imbuing them with primalist energy to, like, convert them from, like, the order magic of the, um, titans and, like, effectively, air quotes, make them evil. And then we have to, like, put them down. It's kind of I was about to say, yeah, it's it's zero to 60. You don't save that many eggs. You crack them. And then Sendrax, tears in her eyes, has to, like, cut their heads off. And then, like, the the capstone of this little Sendrax storyline is, like, there's one egg that I believe hasn't been corrupted yet. And then she's like, she's like, champion, grab it. I will stop the primalists uh, from corrupting it. And then she ends up like sacrificing herself so we can like take this egg. And I'm like, Sendrax, it was not that serious. Like you did not have to die. Yeah. When I was doing it, she was like, I, I grab it. I'll, I'll protect us. And I was like, all right, I grabbed it. And then she died. And I was like, no. And Amin looked over and I was like, it's nothing. Don't look away. Look away from my pain. I was just, I was just beginning to like her, and that was it. I know she was like just some excited new recruit that like was one of the first faces we saw, were first ones requesting with, and then she fucking dies like, like one third of the way through the first zone's questing, and I'm like, what the fuck, Blizzard, stop. War is hell on the Dragon Isles. And then you go take that egg, you hatch it, and then you do a silly little quest where you use it to shoot living plants. And pick up silly charms. There's a there's a bit of tonal difference between the main quest and the side quest. Yeah, so this questing you're referring to is now like at the is it called like the Ruby Pools or something? It's like where Elixstraza yeah, is. The, the Ruby Dragon Shrine. It's where their oath stones are. Which, by the way, uh, for people just coming in, the whole thing is that there's no aspects anymore because they gave up their powers to kill Deathwing. But now they need to be aspects again, so you'll be visiting various areas and renewing their oath stones. And the first one is the ruby one. Right. Because, like, apparently the oaths that they made for their Dragonflight and for Azeroth is, like, kind of what empowers them. So you need to help them re-empower these stones so that they, they can become aspects again. And it's funny, because in the Black Dragonflight world, it's currently a fight between Sibelian, who's come back from Outlands, who everybody was like, and Blizzard forgot about Sibelian and his uh, Burning Crusade Black Dragonflight. Why aren't they here? Well, dummies, he's here with the whole crew. Well, th- so that's the thing. Everyone's like, so not everyone, but there were people who were like, you forgot Sibelian, where is he? And then he showed up, and then they ran a poll of like, okay, RTRT. RT. Who do you think should lead the Black Dragon flight? 
And Rathian's winning 87% to like 13. It's like, <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate them bringing Sabellian back. Who's backing my man? Well, it, 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 it's also like it's not even a fight because, again, I'm sitting here staring at the five Dragonflight pins that came in the Collector's Edition box, and Raphion is one of the Dragonflight heads, not Sabellian. So, obviously, Raphion wins, and Marithra will die, and Ysera will come back to replace her because the pins spoil everything. Listen, so, like, I know we've shit on my girl, Maritha, Ritha, 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 like, 17 times on this podcast already, but questing through that zone with her, I don't know why they spoiled the fact that Ysera is coming back or and all of that, because, like, Maritha seems like a very capable leader of the Dragonflight right now. she's competent. They've built her up. She seems like a good leader of the Dragonflight, like... I don't know why they need Ysera to come back. I feel like this here alone has built her up, and she's a believable aspect if she wants to be. Her own sons are dying for her in the battlefield to random javelin shots. Like, they love, like, she is a great leader. I'm hoping we're being swerved, and, like, maybe she stays in power, and Ysera just comes back to be like, I'm gonna go fly and battle a titan in the mountains while you guys run through the raid. Listen, the legend says that my wings will soar across Azeroth once again, and that's all I'm doing, baby. I'm just dragon riding around this <laughs> island. I have Barrel. six dragon bobbles. I will <laughs> use them all up, and as soon as I've done my final flippy dip, I will go back into the Shadowlands and bye. But yeah, I've also really liked Marie, like where Maritha has been standing with like just like the dragons. She seems she just seems like a really good leader. Like why why are they building her up to take her away from us? I hope they're not. Maybe 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 Sarah will just be a ghost and will just do something ghostly, like ha- haunt a local pinball machine or something. You know. Also, like <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? what's what's the name of their mobile game that like didn't but also did Arc-a-light come out? Light something. <laughs> <laughs> the one Arclight machine in the Dragon Isles who's like, I'm the pinball wizard. Yeah, when is that when was that due? Uh like ten years ago, I don't know. I've seen shills on the interwebs talking about like, just enjoyed my my last Arclight match, and I'm just like, is this in like Zeta? Not even like Alpha, like all the way on the other side of the alphabet? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. It says pre-register, so it's not officially released, and I don't see any dates for this bad boy. Anyways, I do not want to discuss Arc like Rumble. Like, we have way more important things to talk about, but um, yeah, no, I'm still hung up on the fact that Marithra seems important. Like, I, I'm, I've fully bought in. I am a Marithra stan now, I believe. Like, basically, she's thousands of years old on her own. She has kids. And basically everything in the Onarim Plains is the way it is because of her. Yeah. The, cent- the centaurs basically said that, like, Marithra is the one who bonded with them, not even Ysera. Yeah, I was going to say, the Maruk have Marithra lore. And I know I texted you guys, like, they they paid for this. This, this is a buyout. <laughs> but, like, this is a whole area in the Dragon Isles that's, like, we love Marithra specifically. Her mama ain't never said shit to us. And and isn't that basically what powers up her oath zone? Is her oath to like the centaur and their friendship and just like working together yeah, as not, partners. Not like, what, a what single one of them. There is nary a sign language symbol for about 
Ysera. It's all about Marithra. I, <laughs> so I also there, love This is just that. one more place where Ysera will just show up, and they're like, oh my god, you must be the cool one, and then Marithra has to go back to kicking rocks. That interpreter to the con that could only, like, mentally speak to, like, the interpreter and, like, couldn't, like, is, like, was deaf? She's, yeah, it's she's deaf, right? She, she would sign. I, I, I believe she is deaf and mute, so she, she can just sign at him. But, yeah, like, if that was such a cool, he's just like, yes, I am the interpreter. Here's what she's saying. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> like, he was such a, like, a no-nonsense dude. That, okay, so, and I know I mentioned to you guys, at the end of the Onaran Plains... Every leader of the Maruk that survives has to give her a sacrifice to, like, approve the bond between them and the Green Dragonflight. Oh, my Dragonflight. God, don't get me started and, on this. And one of the things you can do for her clan is to give away her interpreter. I didn't because I found that monstrous, but, like, Blizzard. Okay. Surely they say no, right? I will say I pressed every option. I hit every single option from what I could give. But first, I will also say, can we talk about the order of things given? Okay, so, like, the the main woman who I love the most, she's, like, the spear from my first kill. Easy. Uh, and then someone's, like, the blood from my hand. No, that's the thing. So, like, I purposely was trying to choose the wrong answers on all of them to see what would happen. And they, they basically, like, tell you off and, like, say, like, oh, I don't think that's proper. So then, like, on the uh, one, okay, they the got, one where it's, because, like... Because cause that one, I'm so sorry. Yeah, that one is my son. Yeah, no, but, like, the one where it's, like, oh, this is funny. Like, I'm going to ask her to, like, give some blood. I'm, like, that's totally not the right answer. And then, like, instead of telling me, like, no, champion, that's the wrong answer, she's, like, I'm going to pull out a fucking dagger and slit my hand and give you some of my own blood. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah the, so absolute, the absolute worst options are, and so, I guess you confirmed, they don't actually work. Because you can the you can give away the interpreter, you can give away the main person's firstborn son, and the other person who's like my clan loves Onara the the bird spirit. You can be like, kill your bird for her. But allegedly, these you can't actually do these things. I think I accidentally picked the safest, the correct option every time because I was like, surely it can't be these other things. Yeah, if you choose the wrong one, they have, like, different, like, funny quips about, like, why, it, like, it's not the correct one. Like, so on one of them, it's like, oh, well, I appreciate the enthusiasm, but, like, I do not think it's possible to give you the entirety of the wind itself. What was the last one? Because all, all I remember about the last one was that it was garbage in comparison to the blood and the first weapon. It was like, here's some flowers it was, I picked. It was, no, it was, um... It's like feather. a feather of the owl or something like that. Yeah, a, a feather of their Onaran so falcon companion. So this woman literally cut open her palm and drained her blood into a cup. And you're like, I got a feather from a rock. <laughs> Get out of here. Bring something better. Give us your hoofs. Give us your first child. You have to up it up. You have to keep going higher and higher. That makes me glad, though, that there are wrong options. Because I was like, Blizzard, you're going to get so fucking flamed. If you allow your mute deaf guy to be like, oh, yeah, just give away the interpreter. Well, the I guess she'll <laughs> just sit in a corner now and do nothing. The first one I did press was give away the interpreter. because I thought it would be so funny. And then it was like, absolutely, I will not be doing that. Why would you think that'd be a good idea? No. And I'm like, wow. I mean, yeah. <laughs> also, I just want to say, like, while we're talking about, like, the Onara and plan still, uh, the way that they were talking about Onara, the entire questing campaign... 
It honestly, for some reason, shocked me that, like, Onara was actually a physical being that was being held captive by the primalists at the end. I was like, oh, I thought this was, like, a god, like, a loon that we just wouldn't see. <laughs> it's like, help me, I'm being strangled! And I'm like, oh, shit, that's a well, person. I, I, I feel like whenever it's wild gods, you see them. And they're always, like, less impressive than you'd think. Like, Onara is maybe four times bigger than Growlina. Like, <laughs> I think given a time warp and like the ability to use ice block to heal myself. I think I could take Onara. <laughs> I could beat the shit out of her. Especially like throw us in the ring next expansion when we have some eye level on her, you know? <laughs> Spice her up us a little bit. What is she? Like what is she? Cause okay. The, my, the first time I saw her, you know, my first thought was immediately Aaron, what is the name of the eyeball man? War of the monsters. Uh, it's, Ah shit! Shock. Uh, it's 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 both Cyclops, Connecticlops. Connecticlops. Her form, I was like, that was like an alternate an alternate Connecticlops outfit that, that I would buy in War of the Monsters. Uh, I love like, that guy. Se- second second favorite, by the way, for any War of the Monsters heads out there. I'm a Praetor main, but a Connecticlops alt. Very fair. But um, to actually answer your question, she's referred to as the Wind Mother. So she's like kind of like a wind wild god, I guess. But like, I think she's actually just a giant bird, right? She's actually like, you know, those birds that I had that I caught in Bastion that I had as Metalloid's pets a little for, for a while there. I forget what they were called. Mm-hmm. She's a bird? She's a bird, right? Wait, did you not see what she was? Yeah, she's just a wind bird. So, so when I did this quest, it was pretty late. So, like, I remember seeing her inside of this bubble, but I did. Oh, that's a bird! Well, look at that. So, I guess. When I, I, <laughs> so I'm gonna fully say when you said she looked like Connectaclops, I went with you because I didn't want to call you out. No, but I was also was like, in, like a bubble, I don't. Right? I was like, I do not know what the fuck this man is talking about, but he's making a War of the Monsters reference, so I'll go with it. I kind of get it though, because like, especially if his first time actually seeing her was the end of the Onaran campaign, where the primalists were zapping her she was in a thunder orb and there are a bunch of like zappy things connecting to her because they were trying to like absorb her energy or something yeah so there was like zappy stuff happening and she was being sucked and so i thought this is what she looked like because like mostly i'm i'm reading these quest texts have been honestly some of the longest quest texts that they've done in a while so i'm reading this like full ass three paragraphs while glancing at like the model that's being zapped and i'm like oh onarin Help! Oh, yep, she's electricity. That's her. But yeah, I, I guess we like um completely just talked about the Onaran Plains campaign. Um, and honestly, I think the Onaran campaign was a little more interesting than the Waking Shore one. The Waking Shore's big takeaways for me were basically that there's a Game of Thrones between like Ratheon and Sibillion, which I just want to quickly throw my my uh, opinion on that. I guess I know. Sorry, we're just like completely jumping around, but like I'm just so excited to talk about everything. Basically, Rathion's been pissing me off this expansion. I feel like he's re-entered his, like, teenage angst uh, era, where, like, he feels like he has a lot to prove because he got slapped down by Razageth and called a whelp. So he's like, now he's like, I need to, like, exhibit some machismo and prove that I'm, like, a big guy or something. And I don't He just feels really, like, brash, and I don't know. So, like, 
that's why I feel like I want to be against him. But then also, Sibelian literally came from a different timeline. And I'm like, why do you feel like you now can claim this throne when, like, actually, Rathion has been on Azeroth as, like, the main black dragon here. So if we're talking about the aspect of Azeroth, it probably should be Rathion, even though I'm kind of mad at him right now. No, it should be Rathion for sure. But Sibelian's not from a different timeline. He just has been removed from all elements happening because he's in but an outland not draenor draenor would be the different timeline technically yeah the, the, the 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 implication was he was in outland and he was training his black dragons to do like sick shit so it's like he he doesn't he doesn't know what's going on in our thing but he's bringing these dragons who are like super spec ops guys so like maybe i misspoke by saying timeline but like still he's coming from a different dimension right yeah, he he, yeah, he, he knows <laughs> he knows nothing about what's been going on in Azeroth. After BC, he was like, mm, relative years of peace. I, I love the quest text though from like the supporters from both because like the Rathian ones were right. They were like, Well, his methods are questionable, but his results are undeniable. He gets shit done. But the Sibelian ones were like yeah, he hasn't done anything, but he's been in wars. He's an older veteran. He he's he's a stronger, bigger dragon. Like they're they, you know everyone was very like down to earth and realistic about their decisions on who they supported. I don't. He's I once again I haven't finished it, but he's leaning really into like Natharian himself picked me, and everyone's like, yeah, Deathwing picked you. It's like, well, <laughs> we did a we did a lot of good years when he wasn't the Deathwing, so. You know, he had a tough time at the end there, but every time beforehand, I was his number two guy. It's like it's like when like uh, you marry an old man and you convince him to put you in his will because he was like old and senile at the end. Well, he 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 picked me. <laughs> his rule is law, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. The last thing he did before he went insane was said that Sibelian's <laughs> the coolest. Because I sucked his wiener. Everyone's like, whoa. (laughs) He said, I will will get my black crown in any way I can. I don't care how many people I have to suck off. So, so yes, like, speaking of these, like, supporters, Aaron, I know you must have seriously popped because I know that you are probably the biggest supporter of left and right, and they got a lot of screen time here. (laughs) Okay, so left and right, I do appreciate partially because their names are fucking stupid. But the only thing was that bit when it's like, talk to Sibelian supporters and talk to Rathion supporters, you talk to left and right and they were like, yeah, he did Legion, but you guys wouldn't have been, or I'm sorry, he did WAD, but you guys wouldn't have been prepared for Legion if he didn't do WAD. And I was like, I don't even think that's true. Yeah, okay, uh, okay. You guys are doing a disservice to Rathion by mentioning mentioning he did why. Yeah, I was like, like of all the things people died there. Like they could have mentioned a, a Pandaria, like a, a million things, and they mentioned the wad iron horde and sending garrosh back into time. That was bad. Like you cannot like, you, you justify know, that you know, no matter you know what. Who t- you know who could have punched the dragons really hard? Vindicator Maraud, but he died because Rathian did why. Right, though? <laughs> what the fuck? We could have had two villains. Rathian killed second villain. My most watched YouTube video. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> like, it's like, okay, I support Rathian because I like him. I like him more than Sibelian. But it's like... You- 
you guys fucked up. It's almost like you had three good Sibelian arguments and you only had two Rathion ones. And then he came to you like, we're buddies, right? <laughs> Ignore what they said. So I think we're all on the same page here that we're probably Team Rathion. Myself a little bit begrudgingly. Um, not that I want to support Sibelian, but I think that I'm mad at Rathion. Anyways, I think it's important for our first week of Dragonflight to nail home a sexiest NPC of the week. Okay, I'm so we're all thinking about Ooh. the same person here. Well, there's been a lot of them, and but I'm interested. You floated someone earlier. Tell me about them. I mean, the, okay, I would be perfectly okay with naming a few because, like, I feel like we need to like Ooh. bring on this hype train again. You know? Okay, everyone, everyone. What was the first thing into your head? Think about it. Dwell on them and hang on to them. I'll go first, though, because, like, I think I called the shot very early on. The minute I saw this NPC, I'm like, this needs to be a sexiest NPC of the week. If you're in our Discord, you already know who I'm talking about. Join our Discord. Do not relent.com. It'll bring you there. Anyways, I am nominating Head Chef Stacks as sexiest NPC of the <laughs> week. Oh, let me tell you, no one's hotter than a man who's in the literal oven himself. <laughs> but also, he, like, speaks Ooh. to you. <laughs> I was not prepared. It was literally, it was a cooking trainer. It was a little oven. I was like, excuse me? And then you talk to him, and my man transforms like he's Peter. I was say Peter Cullen, but that's not Optimus Prime's name. But he transforms. He's like, mm, let's learn some cooking. I'm about to cook you. What are those shoes? Oh! I was like, oh. Like, like this, this, this dude, so sexy. Like, not only... Guaranteed can cook you a really bomb ass meal because he is literally a cooking trainer, the first cooking trainer that you will meet in Dragonflight, the new expansion. But Head Chef Stacks, that's such a cool name. Like, I don't know if that's a nickname or his like Christian god given name. Either way, love it. Um, also, just cool as fuck. And like, he knows he's cool. Dude, he's so fucking hot. He'll make you some of his loaded cake. I mean, you, you're literally hot. Like, he is an oven, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, I gotta say, I do love this man. And even his one appearance on the Waking Shore, I was like, ooh, that, ooh, sexy baby, ooh, mommy, mommy. Does he show up other places? Does he need to show up other places to prove his worth to you, Aaron? That's true. <laughs> That's true. Even if my man only sits at base camp of Waking Shore, He's, I am waking sure that I've fallen in love with him. Mmm, well, you know, I've got my sexiest NPC of the week ready. Ooh, 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 ooh tell ooh, me. Who is it? I'm gonna give my personal sexiest NPC of the week this week to my boy, the namesake of his dong, Big Canuke, master of soups. That's right, the Big Tuscar makes those soups. <laughs> they don't call him Big Canuke ooh. for no reason. He said, I'm going to make you beat your meat. And I said, oh, yeah, big Tanook. And then he threw down like a quarter of a fish. And he was like, beat the shit out of this for the soup. And I was like, oh, sorry. And I zipped up my pants <laughs> and proceeded to throw fireballs <laughs> at him. He zipped up his pants. <laughs> <laughs> he said, thanks. I was definitely, <laughs> I had to X, Y, Z, examine my zipper. I mean, the thing is, I would then like, 
unzip his pants again because I would take a ride on his big canoe if you know what I mean. And I just he gets everybody fucking wet. He's like, everybody come on in, hop in the soup and stir it up. And next thing you know, your closet is drenched in his beautiful I, soup. I don't like that. I didn't I didn't get the prompt to stir the soup. That made it extra hard to achieve my soup duties. My Honestly, I, he told me to get in the soup, and I did. And then I'm like, I'm I'm walking in a circle. Is this working? There's no indication that your stirring is working. I have no clue what stirs him, but he didn't like whatever I was doing in that soup. Listen, he has his own device to stir the soup. He just wants to see all of us get wet. He's a big <laughs> giver. What a giver. <laughs> He's a big fan of wet t-shirt contests, but he, he made a soupy wet shirt contest. contest. I thought it was a wet soup contest. <laughs> Good soup. Who do you have, Aaron? Who's your personal recommendation for this week? Well, my personal recommendation comes with Visage Form Sindragosa. She is hot, though. Like, legitimately sexy. Like, ours were ours were kind of jokes, but, like, she is actually hot. Yeah, I'm going to put my hands up here. Visage Forum Sindragosa is just a really attractive woman. That's, like, a hot-to-trot lady. It's just wild that she's here. She is looking at me with those beautiful big blues, those big nasty dragon blues. She's also, is she wearing the dragon crown that you get from paying for the, like, the... She she's is. A she's a bougie bitch. She's a bougie bitch. She paid 30-plus United States dollars to get that shit. Because if you remember, the actual name of that item is the diadem of Sindragosa. Oh, yeah, I thought it was just Ooh, a dragon hey. diadem. Like, it's just a regular diadem. It's her diadem? She's way... Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, at least, or maybe I just made that up in my own head when I saw it. My the only the only thing I have against my girl Sindragosa is I did kill her when she was bones, so this is only her mirror image, which means as soon as I get down to get the friction on, I poke her and she'll disappear, because unfortunately. With a single hit, mirror images disappear now. She's smart, though, because she knows the only man for her was Maligos. Anybody else can get their fucking hands off of her, so no one else can have her. Just her and Maligos together in death. R.I.P. Crazies. Uh, well, I'll be, I'll be in a cave on the Azure Span just pumping away, thinking about my girl, Sindragosa. Oh. But, like, the thing is, like, we saw all of these mages and dragons in the Azure Span create, like, 10,000 mirror images of themselves, and she's literally just like a hologram like version of herself that also is vaguely a mirror image so like even though she is very committed to Malagos you know that if you were Malagos she could create probably 10,000 mirror images of herself and you could have like a really hot orgy with all of them <laughs> hey imagine that with Big Canuke though <laughs> what what's better after a three thousand Sindragosa origin than Big Tanook nakedly sitting in the soup? Um, Big Canuke's page on Wellhead is blank. I will have the honor of writing the first comment. What do I write on Big Canuke's comment page? Well, I see that your comment already is ready to go, honestly. It's just all lowercase, one word, just says big. Well, I was gonna write, like, Big Canook with some rhyme. Big Canook gets the snook. Big Canook gets the... Uh, something that sec sexual, but I, I don't know. Big Canook will suck my kook. I'm not writing that, though. So, like, again, they're gonna delete 
uh, inappropriate content. So suck would get me deleted automatically, I think. Big Tanuke will wholesomely swallow my... I got it, I got it. I'll just be like... DNR has named Big Canoe one third of the sexiest NPCs of the week. And I'll just plug us on Wallhead. Fucking do it. You know, like, promo December. And now, with that, as I write this comment, it's time for our top two bottom boot, medium boot. I will start us off, and I'm gonna be that guy and take up the easiest one and say, honestly, Dragon Riding is my top two this week. It feels so good. I will take all the time in the world to climb the highest peak and just fucking soar at a 90 degree angle down and then right myself to get so much speed. It's just, oh, it's so good. I love it. Max, get get shit maxed out. I'm soaring through the fucking, like, it's kind of weird because, like, Blizzard devs said that they wish they, that they never added flying to this game because it makes them have to create an overworld and like things above, you know, it kind of sucks. But it's so good that I'm kind of like, oh man, it's almost too good. They're going to have to do this for every expansion because I don't know, like the next one not having dragon riding is going to feel kind of bad, which is like, oh. Yeah, you're right. Maybe they'll do a thing where at the end of this expansion we can unlock dragon riding for the rest of the world, but that seems like quite the ask as well. That seems like a huge ask, and I think it's too high of an ask. And I know that they've been very pro. We want to keep uh, certain systems and bring them forward. I don't think this is one that's going to go forward, but you know what? I mean, it has such a high reception. Honestly, they should just keep it forward. They should find a way to force it because people love this shit. Uh, what about you, I mean, What's your top two, bottom boot, medium boot? Honestly, I have a few top toots. I am just going to start Multiple off with Overall top two, Dragonflight, it's here. New content. Honestly, kind of overwhelming with the amount of new content, but, like, that is a great problem to have. My second top two is going to be maybe a little bit controversial, and it's going to be that I appreciate that the way that they're doing this rollout here, where we just straight up have a few weeks before any of the end tier content even opens up. Like, Raid and Mythic Plus don't even start until the, it's like the 13th, right? Correct. We have a lot of time, which is great for the stupid wedding we have to go to this weekend. Fuck me! I mean, I'm going too, but yeah... It's just nice, and then, like, even more so, I'm just, like, basically every expansion that's come out, I've, like, taken my time more and more to just, like, enjoy the content, level through it, absorb it all, and I feel, like, no guilt in taking, like, literally, it took me three days to get max level on my priest, and, you know, I just enjoyed it at a slow pace, it was fun, the the leveling and questing, so my, my third, that brings me to my third top two, is that, like, the questing, so good like love it love the zones i honestly i'm just really happy with what dragonflight is right now yeah so just overall happy oh i yeah 100 agree and i thought normally we're pretty much like very much like i love wow like a lot like yeah. no matter what i mean which isn't true like we 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 dump on wow when it fucking deserves it and it honestly always kind of deserves some dumping on but the current state of this expansion compared to the past expansion launches like these zones destroy Shadowland zones. And I like Shadowland zones. I, I like all of them. And I just feel like just they feel so just much more alive in every aspect than the last ones did. And like I don't know if that's just a, like a me personally feeling this or like me wanting to feel changed, but it feels so good. I mean, I'm I'm tempted to agree with you. They I, I as I said earlier, I feel like they've hit a really good spot of like 
nostalgia grabs, but then also combination of like new wow. It just feels really good right now. But yeah, Aaron, what do you got for a TTBBMM? Well, I have two top toots. Week for toots, folks. My first toot is that. As an early Crimbus present, Cubby Bub got me my own big wraparound monitor. Finally, I have a computer monitor, but you better believe I plugged my old television monitor in. So I finally have that Epic Streamer 2 monitor experience. Two monitors, two toots. Honestly, Aaron, surprised that it took you this long, but welcome. <laughs> okay, wait a Except minute. Except that usually, usually the other monitor, as of yet, I don't know what to put over there. So it's usually just like the white woman killed her husband Netflix documentary I listened How to. How small was every that so often? Monitor? Was it small? Uh, no, I've upgraded from twenty-two to twenty-four. I mean, was inch. that monitor small? I wouldn't say it was necessarily small. But, like, Aaron, what is the history of that old monitor? Because, it, like, it, I'm like, I have something to say, like, well, it looks Literally, old. Saw it. I forgot you saw yes, the monitor. Yes, yes, Freshman year of college, that was my television. So Aaron, this are you monitor, shitting me? It, th- this television is 10 years wait, old. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. You be using a television from freshman year of high school, of college, as your computer monitor? Yes. What is it, the dimensions? I, you, it, was the, it was the one. You've seen this thing. When you when you would go in my room in college, the TV that was there, that was it. My God, that's so little. Yeah, in fact, I believe it was the TV that would sit on top of the thing, the one that. It's like my old little TV that I had, like with like like the DVD player. Yes. Yes. But anyways, that now exists as my second monitor. But all I usually put over there is like Spotify or Netflix. But I'm very incredibly appreciative that I can start this expansion with a real monitor. I also just want to say that, like, I really found it really funny that, like, um, this was posted about on Facebook. Um, and Cubby Bub's mom was like, wow, Merry Dragonflight Day, I guess. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know what it is, but she's like, Merry Dragonflight Day. Also, don't worry, guys. I did submit a post on Big Canuke's comment. I said, another pod, do not relent, has officially approved Big Canuke as our one-third record holder of a second CBC of the week, December 2nd, 2022. We love you, Big Canuke. <laughs> <laughs> but also, speaking of things I love and things I've achieved, my other top toot this week is that during recording, I did manage to squeeze out in the final hours my fell drake oh i was watching some guy on twitch i'm so sorry i got rid of you and i don't remember your name because it was so generic that i got rid of it but i did watch a man for four well actually i'm sorry i watched him for three hours then i think he gave up and then i watched some vtuber in the background but I have my fell Drake. I logged in to reclaim it, and I said, "This looks just like the Onyx Drake from Wrath. This thing looks stupid." Wait, did you and see then its I little farty out. claws. Now its claws are longer on its toes, and it does emit a green. I didn't. Stink. All I all I saw was that it was black, and it had a little symbol above its wait, head. And I was like, "Wait, you didn't pull it I'm out? Never going to use this." No, uh, pull it out. It, but it, no, I I will say it surprised me. It it does have features that no other mount has, but the features are literally its hands and its tail and its back of its wings emit a 
fell rot. So this nasty, like, two-pixel green particle just comes out of your backside like you're shitting and farting for every day of your life. It literally leaves a green fart cloud stank in its way. It's, it's literally a fart well, I'm dragon. Sure, I'm sure excited to see it at some point, question mark. Considering we have dragon riding, I don't know when... I'll see the Feldrake, but I'm sure I will someday. You know what I also don't understand? When you're dragon riding in Stormwind, you just can't ride that mount as a regular mount. The dragon riding mounts are not regular mounts. They only exist as dragon riding mounts. And I gotta say, that's kind of a weird choice that you couldn't code them usable as regular mounts, right? Like, that's bizarre. I almost feel like I need to update my macro to, like, choose a dragonfly flying mount while i'm in the dragon isles and then like choose a normal flying mount when i'm outside of it well yeah because like if you if you're in a dungeon that exists not in the dragon isle so if you're in dragonfight hollow is that dragon isles either way you can't ride your dragon in that, in that area you you have to pull out a regular mount and as we know like once mythic plus opens in a few weeks there's going to be half of the dungeons that are just not in the dragon isles at all so yeah and like i have key binding set up for like mount versus dragon isles mount and i'm like well you're gonna make me like have to make another macro for this like fuck you anyway we're out of here we we got it this is a long line oh my god hey 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 you guy well there's still a little bit left (gasps) because i have to thank our patreon friends these include command sergeant mazer tisurla fourth host of the podcast to monkey hoy vince aka nathanos killed himself to see sylvanas that you won't even pick up the phone and sync slash drag race as are in mitch who wants the pod to know that the hunters of uno moss are burly boys even though i saw him on his warrior <gasps> and he stated that was his main oh uh, i mean i'm still burly though true i mean i'm the only Crucifix. hunter now though <laughs> true Cardike, Saracen Hawk, Joe Dorno, Gershom, that 100% Christmas bitch. Merry Christmas, baby. Oh, yeah. That part was my addition. Hoax, asking Growlina to say, for the horde. Vanderlyle, generational something or other. Smart, <laughs> the based god. Slide Whistle says, Big Canook, I mean, fuck Craig. And Will, aka Tire, Trade Chat's fallen father. With that, we're out of here. This has been a long one, people. Don't expect more of these in the future. Though, you know, if we can't control ourselves, who fucking knows? Dragonflight's awesome. Send us any complaints about Dragonflight 2. Do not run on pod at gmail.com. Join our Discord and join our Wordle chat. We love our Wordlers, and if you're playing Wordle, we need you at do not relent.com. What about you guys? Or where can we find you on the internet? You can find me, Alex, or Immunization, on Twitter at New Era Alex. You can follow our podcast Instagram account on the gram at Do Not Relent. You can find me, Aaron the Human, at the Big Cheesy on Twitter.com. You can read the show's literary musings at Do Not Relent.LiveJournal.com. And you can watch me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash AaronDNR. Sorry I could not get you guys your own Feldrakes. I was having too much fun to stream any of my gameplay. Hey, I feel ya. Ophelia. And with that, we're out of here. She looks up dead from the river. <laughs> Welcome to the... the What's it called? The, the DIA <laughs> description of Ophelia. Welcome to the DIA Dragonflight Inspector Agencies. We will love to see you out there in war mode. Join us, weaklings. Fight with us. And remember... 
Another down. Do not relent. Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish. <laughs>